Hello and welcome to those muckrakers, the shouty radio people, the two guys who scream into the void of scandal and government corruption so you don't have to. I'm Peter Van Pelt, and joining me always is Pat. That's me. And this is episode number 43. The news up top. An Alabama man today was killed after screaming, My name is John, Jesus loves you, and I love you, by a protected, isolated tribe. Roll Tide. New climate change. <laughs> that would have been a better thing to scream. New climate change report warns of dire consequences unless drastic change is taken. Is anyone really reading these things anymore? And the president says he's most thankful for himself this Thanksgiving. Someone's getting coal in their stocking for Christmas, because coal jobs are coming back. And last but not least, a 95-year-old German man has been accused of being a guard at an Austrian Nazi death camp and charged with being an accessory to the murder of tens of thousands of people. Begging the question, what Thanksgiving Day diet is this man on that can help us all trim our waists and live to 95? Um, all I've got is uh, a, a bit on uh, Article 13. <laughs> I just wanted to do a news up top because I thought we'd never do that. We never do. Look at Peter being all professional in this episode. Right? Yeah, man. I'm fucking getting it together. Br bringing some uh, quality to these podcasts. Right. Um, I really do, just this whole time, My the thing I want to talk about most is this American missionary that got killed. Yes. I've uh, been hearing about that story all uh, all weekend because at my uh, parents, all they watch is uh, Fox News. Yeah. And that was the least controversial thing Fox could talk about is a uh, guy getting killed. Oh, I thought Fox would have been all over that, just like... They're coming for you, Christians. Get your guns out from under your bed. The traps people are coming to kill you. They, they were focusing on um, his family had forgiven them. So, uh, why don't their family ask forgiveness for his stupid? You know, <sighs> uh, that's that's basically the thing. Because a, a different group of Christians is saying that we should definitely go after them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> justice. But here's the thing. Uh, they didn't break any laws. He broke their laws by trespassing on their land. Because uh, whenever you're in a different country, you follow their rules. They well, don't have to follow your rules. Isn't that even you're, a rule? You're not, uh, you're, you're not like an embassy, or em embassy where everything that comes close to you is suddenly on foreign soil. Isn't you mean an embassy? Isn't an embassy? Isn't was, isn't yeah. it even the American law that you can stand your ground if you feel threatened and shoot people? That's in some states, like yeah. Florida. So they stood their ground. Well, let's start. Let's give the details of the story if you haven't heard it. Uh, last week, an American missionary was killed while trying to convert the world's last pre-Neolithic tribe to Christianity. Uh, the Sentinelese people of the uh, Andaman Islands fired arrows at 27-year-old John Allen Shaw and left his dead body on the beach of North Sentinel Island, where they have these people have lived untouched there by modern civilizations for thousands of years. So like you said... It's illegal to go to this island. These people, like, shoot arrows at helicopters and stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, one thing that you had left out is that they had actually shot arrows at him before. Because oh, yeah, yeah. he went there, they fired some warning shots, he left, and then he wrote a letter to his home to his parents saying, you know, I'm really scared, I might die if I do this, man, I don't oh, want I've to got die, the, I've got the... but I really want to give him Jesus, so I'm going back, take yeah, care, and then he sent I've a letter. I've got the quote right here, it says, there. his diary entry said his first attempt... Uh, the day before his death tells of how the Bible literally saved him as an oncoming arrow pierced the book. And he goes, uh, and he is quoted as saying, I heard the whoops and shouts from the hunt. He wrote, I made sure to stay out of arrow range. Well, apparently not, you don't know the range of an arrow then. I tried to parrot their words back to them and they burst out laughing. And then I hollered, my name is John, I love you, and Jesus loves you. And then they fucking shot him. Um, yeah. Uh, so his whole thing is he thinks he's saving people from hellfire by converting them to Jesus. Uh, 
And it's funny because he says, uh, he tells, he writes to God and goes, if you want me to get shot or killed with an arrow, then so be it. But I think I could be more useful alive, though. And, I, God, um, and God said no. Let, let me play devil's advocate for God and say, uh, perhaps God did not want him to get shot by an arrow. That's why he had the Bible save him. But then God was like, well, you know, if you keep going there, I'm not just going to keep saving your ass. Okay, you know what? You're too stupid. Devil take you. Well, there's a there's a really great joke that I've heard at many different churches I've been to about a guy. It's this idea of faith, right? So this guy is in his house, and you know they're evacuating. They go, "It's flooding, man! You gotta go!" And he goes, "My God will protect me." And so then the flood level, the flood water gets a little higher, and he's on the top of the house, and a boat comes by, and they go, "Get in! We'll save you!" And he goes, "My God will protect me." And then the flood water gets a little bit higher, and he's got a little bit of space left on his roof, and a helicopter comes by, and they go, "Come on, man! Get in! We'll save you!" And he goes, "I don't need you. My God will." protect me and then the water rises more and he drowns and he gets to heaven and he goes to God and he goes God what happened I thought I thought you were going to protect me and God's like I sent you a boat and a helicopter what more do you want you idiot <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly what happened here the bible literally saved his life God's like there you go get out take a clue and get out of here well, it's like no no I'm going to I'm going to bring him Jesus okay it's such a white colonial my name is John <laughs> it would have been great if they were just like, my name is John, and then they, yeah, they made fun of him. <laughs> they parroted his words back at him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, okay, so here's the other thing. They have, so they've lived in a complete isolation, so they have no immunity to anything. So this dude could very well have killed 150 people with his stupid germs. Yes, like yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's they... the point, is like, leave them alone and it's such a like i said it's a white male ethnocentric colonial idea that these people need to be saved like it's, it's literally a colonial idea that you have to go convert the savages and give them jesus and now there's a, there's one christian group that uh tracks christian persecution around the world which i don't know why they consider this persecution because this dude went into their area and got shot uh these these people this group wants these people to be uh I guess, like, captured and brought to trial? Um, no. They're <laughs> kind of outside of the jurisdiction of any trial. Well, who's going to try them? The Indian government? The UN? <laughs> also, they'll die. They will die. They will, like, they will all get sick and die. Like, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Fucking asshole. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, like, I've been talking about this fucking, um, I'm talking about this thing all day, and I'm just like... I was telling some. I was telling Matt about it the other day, and I go, you know what? If I was gonna go over there, and I knew how hostile they were, I would at least pack a gun. Mm. And he was like, yeah, "Why would you go over there in the first place?" I'm like, "If I was this guy, I'd be like, Jesus loves you. This is a 44 Magnum." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "But yeah, but then they this kill is the you, voice and now of God, it is loud." He he goes yeah, but then they would end up killing you, and now they have a gun. So the next time a helicopter, <laughs> next time a helicopter flies over, and goes don't worry, they just have spears and arrows. Then they shoot the helicopter down. Now they got a helicopter too. See how this goes? Oh no, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want a glass of milk, and everything just spirals out of control. Mm -hmm. If you uh, if you defend yourself with a gun, now they will have guns, and then they'll have helicopters and tanks. But it's such an egocentric thing to go. I'm gonna go save these people, like. Then before long, like Peter goes to the window of his building, and there's a mobile suit Gundam going down a New York, and he's like, "Oh God, someone brought a brought him a mobile suit Gundam, and now they're attacking New York." It just opens up, and they sh they start throwing arrows Quickly. at me. Really, really? 
Release Godzilla to fight the giant robot. Oh no, now they got <laughs> yeah. Godzilla. So it was it was unnecessary, and his family, yeah, his family's like, we forgive them. I'm like, no, you should be asking these people's forgiveness. You may have killed the whole tribe. You know? Yar. Uh, they also can't figure out how to get the body back. <laughs> They're like, we want to get his body, but also fucking. Have... Yeah, how do we do that without uh, disturbing them further? You don't. You don't go over there in the first place. That's how you get it back without disturbing them. Yep. Th then you would have his body, and uh, he'd be alive in it. Yeah, but I mean, does everybody need to be alive? It, it really doesn't sound like this guy was in, he, like he made his choice, and uh, it's I don't feel I don't feel that bad for him, you know. Yeah, I mean, he um he uh he decided this is how he wanted to go out. It's like it really the... sounded that way if you hear his letter. It's like, you know, if if this is what God wants for me, it's what I'm going to do. It's not like like so like when Steve Irwin died, right? When that stingray pierced his chest. Um yeah. It was like uh look, that was terrible, right? But Steve Irwin was trying to do a good thing and like promoted like, you know, animal welfare. He wasn't like, I'm going to convert all these manta rays to Jesus. My name is Steve. Jesus loves you. Stab. Ugh. Now watch me go jam me thumb in the stingray's butthole. That'll really piss it off right there. I don't... Also, like... It was another problem I had with, like, Christianity. At no point does Jesus go, yeah, man, go out and, like, just annoy people. You are. Yeah. Just, uh, pester the hell out of them. Yeah. Be fun. Jesus. Um, so have you read the new climate change report? I... No, I haven't done much this week besides, uh, watch, uh, the Macy's Day Parade twice why do people watch that it's so uninteresting it's funny like um my mom asked me so is peter watching the saint macy or the macy's day parade and i'm like i'll ask him and then i never did because yeah. i was pretty sure you wouldn't no and i would never go who i'm trying to remember who it was a friend of mine went and was like i'm gonna go watch the macy's day parade you have to get there at like three or four a.m to get a spot and it's freezing cold and i don't know where you pee um that's something I've always wondered about with a large crowded events like that. It's like, where's everyone going? Bottles and on the ground, I guess. Ah, just like attach a a tube that runs down your leg and just like try to stand over a sore vent or something. That's all I can figure. But it's just <laughs> why I, parades. All right, parades in general, I don't care about, especially like big parades. Unless I'm in it, like in a limo, and they're like, "Hey, he saved humanity." I uh, I would have enjoyed it more if it actually did show you know the balloons but really all it is is like the commenters talking about nonsense and yeah whatever you don't really get to see it that well on the tv so i was mostly just uh playing my game boy yeah i just i didn't want i didn't want to get frostbite and stand outside and go look but, at those balloons but i knew that if i told mar if i told um mom that she could turn away from uh, the parade she would just turn it to uh fox news so also it's a nightmare to get around new york city when they have something like that because, like, all these avenues are, like, blocked off with cops, and you can't, like, you have to walk miles to get back to a subway to go home. Hmm. It's awful, yeah. So, yeah, the climate change report. Um, they keep coming out with them, but, like, I don't, no one's, no one's publishing the report itself. Like, they just go, it says this. I'm like, can you, can you maybe link the report, please? That's interesting. Yeah. So is that the the top news story on climate change? Is that we don't know what climate change is? No, no, no. It we got, don't know what the reports it, are. It got buried over Thanksgiving. It's like this new, just kind of like we're all going to die, and like everyone's no, no like one's talking about. And it. everyone's like, "What are you doing? What did you do for Thanksgiving?" Here's a recipe for cranberry stuffing. That was something that uh, Fox and Friends talked about. They uh, they literally talked about um, Thanksgiving recipes because um, I think Steve Ducey is um. 
yeah, Steve Ducey selling a, a book on it, and it's like his mother's recipes, and or no, his mom, his wife's recipes, his wife's mother's recipes. I don't know. But he has a book and he's selling it. <laughs> you don't know, but I can assure you this: I don't care. I, I really wasn't paying that close attention. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happened, and there was a there was a tweet I believe by Trump going, "It's going to be a tremendously cold winter, global warming, huh? Wet." Mm. And I'm like, "It's global climate change. Uh, God damn it! You can't explain to these." Re- bah! Uh, there's so many words that aren't PC that I want to call him. I feel like you just want to. Like, this is. I don't. Or, my name is John. Jesus loves you, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> People, people, people don't understand the difference between weather and climate, and like global climate like disruption. Neil deGrasse Tyson explained it to me best, and I, I want to repeat his description of the difference, if you don't mind. Yeah, I love. So that ev- everyone has a good idea. Here's here's climate and weather, right? Imagine a man is uh, walking a dog down the beach, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the dog might run up the beach, run down to the water. He'll sniff here, he'll sniff there, he'll go all over the place. But no matter where the dog goes, he's on a leash, and he is going where the owner is walking him. No matter how he runs back, runs forward, runs wherever, he is going in the direction that the man's going in. And if you couldn't see the man, if you could only see the dog, you'd be like, oh, this is unpredictable. We can't tell where it is. Except you can, because you can eventually begin to see the limits of the dog and where all it goes. It can only go just so far out before it has to come back. And before long, you can start drawing a trend line, and that trend line is where the, uh, the owner is walking. Right. The yeah. dog, the dog is weather. The weather can bounce all over the place. The man, the owner, is climate. Climate is moving in a very particular, very bad direction. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if the dog veers towards cold. It's anyway. No, I that's, can already. That's, the, that's. I can already. That's weather and climate. Yeah, I can tell you, it's around Thanksgiving, and every already everything here is the fucking bottoms dropped out. We were at a lake today. In in um in uh, Rhode Island, and the whole fucking lake is already frozen, and it is the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and part of what the climate change is doing is it's causing more extreme weather, such as record colds and record heats, and record storms and record fires. Man, bear, pig is real. We're sorry, Al Gore. We're sorry we made fun of you. Please come back and save us. Yeah, we're super serial. Um, and it's just like ah, oh, fucking. Uh, but it does lead to that other news story I was telling about. Uh, Trump says he's most thankful for himself this Thanksgiving. Um, he said <laughs> he's made. A, he, he said he's made a tremendous change uh, in the world. <laughs> tremendous, okay. Yeah, um, let me give you his exact quote here. He said, uh, "Well, I love this. I, I like this. Uh, this." So he starts Thanksgiving by by sending an all caps tweet that says "Happy Thanksgiving Day to all," which means he's shouting it. Minutes later, he tweeted of potential bedlam, chaos, injury, and death, a harbinger of what would be a frenetic Thanksgiving morning. Um, And then he mixed traditional Thanksgiving tidings with renouncing the findings of the CIA, which, if you don't know, the CIA is like, yeah, 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 the Saudi prince definitely killed that journalist. Definitely. Uh, Then he threatens Mexico. Then he criticizes some court decisions, attacks Hillary over her emails, misstates facts about the economy, floats a shutdown of the government, and for usual joust with the news media. He's also been attacking the uh, one of the SCOTUSes, Justice Roberts. Oh, isn't that the guy Supreme, that isn't that the guy that retired? No, that was I, Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy retired. Right. Uh, Roberts is still sitting. Um, it says uh, when someone finally asked him, "What are you most thankful for?" a question that they usually prompts them to <clears throat> praise service members in harm's way. Trump said, "I made a tremendous difference in our country." <laughs> like, 
Oh, what a piece of shit. Like, this is literally yeah. a DuckTales episode. Woo! But, like, he's, he's, he's like the, the other Scrooge McDuck, and he's, yeah, uh, like... Flintheart Glumgold. Yeah, he's Flintheart Glumgold. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yep. Who, who says they're most thankful for themselves? Um, <laughs> like, Dictators. Yeah. Uh, egomaniacs, megalomaniacs, um, really, really not nice people. But he's supposed to be setting an example for all of us. He is a trendsetter, and he's supposed to be showing people how to behave and how it is acceptable to behave. And that's why we've been seeing behavior throughout the nation grow steadily worse. Like, the last two years, the FBI has said that they've seen, like, a 38% climb in hate crimes. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, everything is getting much worse because people can say, oh, it's ridiculous, you shouldn't follow the president's example. Yeah, you shouldn't, but people do. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm following his example. I'm saying people are doing this, so maybe we should have a better example setter and not have someone who's a total moron that spends all of his time on Twitter thanking himself instead of active service members. Uh, I don't know, just an idea. Apparently during his uh, his um, Thanksgiving Day, I guess, thing or whatever they filmed, he also went off again on the merits of steam catapults versus electromagnetic ones for aircraft, so he's back on steam again. <laughs> like, this fucking idiot's all over the place, man. Wonderful. Uh, you know what I'm most thankful for is that um, Europe is also fucking things up a little bit. If you want to hear about how they're destroying the world this week. Oh, uh, what did Europe do? So, uh, this is um, my top and only story that I have prepared for this episode. My top story about Article 13. What the uh, fuck have you is, heard much about this? What the fuck is Article 13? I could Google it, but I want to hear what you tell me. Some people on the internet have been referring to it as the meme killer bill. It uh, specifically only affects Europe because they have different um, media laws than we do. Like, over here we have two main things that protect YouTube and social media and the internet in general. Right. Which is uh, fair use and safe harbor. The fair use doctrine says, you know, you can use stuff for, um, you know, educational purposes or, you know, all these different, it, it lists all these different things you can do. It lists like seven different categories, but the language of the law says, you know, this is not exclusively how you can use it. This is just examples of how you can use it. And so it's very freeing to um, uh, open up the doors to a future media because it was written way before the internet was a big thing. Thing, right? right? It was written yeah. in like the 60s. Right. So it's been adaptable throughout the years. And the other one, Safe Safe Harbor, says that um, if someone decides to upload, say, every episode of Family Guy to YouTube, uh, YouTube is not responsible for the copyright infringement. They're just responsible for taking it down. Right. So they won't be getting sued by um, all the people that own these different shows whenever people put pirated content on their, on their website. God bless pirated that, content. I love it. <laughs> right. But um, so between those two things, America's fairly, uh, fairly safe to continue to have content creators for YouTube. And you're safe to uh, be able to post goofy memes on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all these other places. But Europe has been passing Article 13, which for them could destroy their ability to do this. It will absolutely kill their ability to post anything on the internet because what's going to happen is if this bill passes, the, um, 
the main thing that makes it such a dangerous bill is that the language of it is very vague. What it's meant to do, of course, is protect um, rights holders yeah. from having their content well, we stolen. All know it's that mostly what, being what, pushed by the what vague, it's mostly being pushed by the music industry. Yeah, exactly. What vague language does and stuff like this is it allows uh, rich corporations that have a ton of money and lawyers to just go after you and go after you and go after you. Exactly. And so what's going to happen is is they will be able to argue and most likely force YouTube to only allow people who have the original ownership of content to upload. So only the only people that can release Family Guy clips would be Family Guy, including all memes and all pictures of Peter Griffin or anyone else with uh, the different pictures and you know the text on it and all that all of that's gone now for twitter twitter can't release you can't release um thanos snapping his fingers and making stuff the internet disappear well, who's, with this act because well, thanos's image is owned by marvel only marvel can upload thanos memes well they can go after you in europe but then if you're in america you're safe right for now, see, yeah. here's what's going to happen, and um, the the CEO of YouTube has been writing about this, saying what they're going to have to do is create a bubble around Europe as soon as this article goes live, as soon as it passes. This has already passed several times, but now they're on to just passing the language of the bill, and the language has yet to pass, but it could pass as early as this year. And so we're hoping that we can um, put some pressure on them to change the language before uh, before that goes through. But um, anyway, yeah. so if it passes with its current language, YouTube will create a bubble around Europe, so nothing created in America can ever be seen in Europe, and vice versa. And that is Spain, it is uh, France, and it is even Britain. Despite Brexit, they still count as Europe in, uh, the, context, in the context of this They're going to be really upset that they can't see our sweet, sweet, sweet... Wait, does this mean that our podcast won't go over there either? Uh, probably not, but it depends on what SoundCloud does. Damn yeah. you, fucking Europe! Like, and, um, our, U our YouTube definitely won't go over there, so yeah, uh, we won't we'll lose all of our European audience members. Damn it, all one of you. I wish people would stop trying to regulate the fucking <laughs> internet, man. Come on, no one's making money off of memes. You're not losing money on memes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like, I love pirated content, but I'm all for like, all right, man, go go after it, have them take it down. That's fair. Uh, if I can find right. it and watch it before you can take it down, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. And here's the here's the thing. Maybe uh, provide us a better service than the pirates do if you don't want us to pirate it. That's true. That's the thing with pirate. That, the thing that's, with... that's what created YouTube and I mean not YouTube. Um, Netflix and allowed Netflix to thrive yeah. is that they provided a better service than the pirates. Yeah, trust me. If I could just go to a place. Uh, and watch stuff easier than trying to go to like fucking uh, uh, gondoladong32.net slash sizz and like watch a thing with a bunch of spam. Yeah, I'd much rather go to like a Netflix thing. Yeah, it's like every five minutes the movie gets interrupted by like your um, virus detector screaming, you know, warning, warning, everything's going wrong. What I had are you a doing? movie, I had a you pirated like movie I was watching out. ruined once because probably like 20 minutes into the movie, somebody, you know, somebody was in the theater filming it on camera. About 20 minutes into the movie, I see a uh, like a silhouette get up and leave, and they never come back. And I was like, what kind of psycho sits through 20 minutes of a movie but then leaves and never comes back? Uh, anyone watching South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut whenever they get to the Uncle Fucker song? Maybe, I don't know, but like it was just like, that's a lot of time to invest in a movie that you're not going to see the rest of. And so you just spend the rest of the movie thinking about what happened to this person? Yeah, and it are. ruined it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Maybe they just moved to a different seat I mean, on, like, the other side of the theater. Well, they would have had to get up and, like, walk. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I'll never know now. <laughs> uh, so speaking of fucking asshole Europeans... But, oh, but that's not quite the end of oh, it. Oh, no, because, what else? Because um, what happens when all these big businesses around the world start to see that um, Europe can wipe out memes and YouTube and all these other things all at once with just one simple bill? Every other company in every other country of the world is going to start trying to push for the same thing. And yeah. then it'll spread first to one other country and then another, then another. And eventually they'll come for America. So this is definitely a case of first they came for Europe, but I said nothing because I'm not Europe. And then they came for uh, Russia, but I said nothing because we're only a puppet nation of Russia. <laughs> and then they came for me and there was no one left to say uh, anything for me. leave the fucking internet alone, man. It's fine, though. The, the bottom's gonna fall out. We're all gonna be walking the road, like, fighting each other for canned food anyway, so... Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Alright, so, speaking of Europe, you were saying... Speaking of Europe, a 95-year-old German has been accused of being a guard. So, I, it's weird how they word it. He was accused of being a guard, like, like, you look very familiar. Like, they say he's identified only as Hans H so, due to legal reasons, and I'm like, those legal reasons probably being that people are going to beat him to fucking death. Uh, he, they say he was an SS guard at Mauthausen Death Camp, uh, 1944 to 1945. Um, they say he served in a Nazi SS unit, was aware of the killing methods as well as the living conditions. But after this argument um, about trying this guy, another 94-year-old SS guard was accused of aiding and abetting mass murder at uh, Auschwitz. How are these dudes all living till their like, late 90s? Is it European healthcare? Um, possibly. Or, or is it that whole, like, just do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life? So they go, okay, I will kill people now. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, God loves a dictator, so maybe, um, I don't know. They're very angry at the soup kitchen. I mean, Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, so, so soup not not see. Oh yeah, I, I, I got it. I didn't laugh because I think it was very funny. Yeah, I didn't like Seinfeld either. I like Seinfeld, but uh, you know, <laughs> but, but like, I didn't think it was very funny. But it's weird because you would think that we'd be out of Nazis by now. Like ninety-five, like that's crazy, I, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of something else, like some service member, the oldest, I think, the oldest uh, World War One veteran was like 103, and he was looking forward to celebrating Thanksgiving this year and died like two days ago. No, or not two days before. Not World War One. That's got to be World War Two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there are no World War One veterans left. It's only like 20 years before that. There could be like a 120-something-year-old person. But yeah, don't... okay, probably World War... The oldest World War II vet didn't quite make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I really don't think it's fucking... Uh, yeah, old WW1. Man, you know, back when I was like still knee-high to how tall I am now, I should have gotten on the ball, and back then I bet I could have met some World War I veterans. Probably, but we were all too stupid to be like, what was it like when the Kaiser shot at you? Uh, we, were, we were too dumb to appreciate how uh, cool of people there were walking around. I don't remember too many World War One veterans, though, walking around even when we were little. Like, because you got to remember, uh, say you were in World War One and you weren't, like, a little tiny kid, so you may have been, like, what, maybe 16, right? Yeah. So you're 16 years old in, like, 1918, 1919 when the war winds down. Uh, how how old would that make you now? Let's say um, in the... And like, let's say 1990, he would have been 
89? Yeah, 88? So, yeah, he would have been 80, 88 in like 90, so, uh, and we were five years old, uh, or I was five, so like, hmm. it would have been really... Oh, yeah, they, they would have had... Or they would have to be like a hundred and eighteen years old to be alive today. Yeah, it'd be it'd be really really hard uh, to as a five year old be like <laughs> maybe a hundred and fifteen if they were particularly young joining you know, the service. To be like, why do you have PT? Why do you have shell shock, Mister? <laughs> That's what they called it back then. Oh well, yeah, because it was the first war where like they were like they just went all out with like mortars and shells and stuff. And uh, blew people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a terrible war. Out of all the wars in history, World War One is one of the ones I would least want to be in. I, I, and it just reminds me of um, how terrible it was whenever the doctor was saving that one World War One veteran, and he was like, "What? Why did you just call it World War One?" And the doctor's like, "Ah, oh, uh, sorry, spoilers." <laughs> I read a story about a guy who got who took a bullet in World War One in the trenches, and they saved his life, but they couldn't remove the bullet, and then like. 20 years later, he goes back with his wife and goes, this is the spot where I got shot! And then he falls over dead. Apparently, when he went back to that spot, he moved in just the right way that the bullet shifted and killed him. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, it, yeah. was a, it was a delayed death. Yeah, <laughs> 20 years delayed. Got him. Got him. Um, I don't understand Fox World News, by the way. I clicked on World News, and it has things like, Spain agrees to back Brexit deal, and then Farmer crushed to death after Dog pushed forklift lever. Bad dog. No biscuit. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Like, well, how is that world? Is it a slow news day because it's fucking... Because um... it's Thanksgiving. Like, even, um, what's his name? Whitaker, Whitman, the, the guy that's supposed to um, stop Mueller from getting rid of Derpy? Yeah, uh, Whit- I think it's Whitaker. Whitaker? Yeah, we haven't seen him do anything yet, and the next indictment's already going out, and it's going to be uh, Roger Stone's friend. So this is going to be uh, another way that they get Roger Stone? I don't know. I'm still waiting for Stone to get arrested. Like, we know that that's coming. Who the I fuck? I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Uh, much like much of our audience and Wesley, who the fuck is Roger Stone? Uh, some guy I should have researched better before mentioning his name. <laughs> the best and the most of journalistic integrity. Who the fuck is Roger Stone? Fuck if I know, but I want him to go to jail. <laughs> fuck that dude. I know he's a friend of Trump, so good that's enough. Probably... Good enough for me. <laughs> Off with his head. Mob rule. Roger Stone. Okay. <laughs> Fucking get him, boys. Like uh, Roger Stone is an American political consultant, lobbyist, and strategist noted for his use of opposition research, usually for candidates of the Republican Party. God, I probably sound like one of your students, don't I? Giving a book report. Uh, no, they look. They they wouldn't even do it. <laughs> there would be no muddle through. They'd be like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess like Lindsey Graham's back to warning that like. Oh, he um he's one of the people that conspired with uh, Russia and WikiLeaks to um, publish the DNC emails. Oh yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he was heavily involved in that. He's, uh... Here's the thing. Russia wins with this either way. So either their their tampering is covered up or their tampering is exposed, which is even better for them because it drives even deeper divisions in the American political machine. So, like, they really have a win-win strategy. But, I mean, it's already so fucking obvious that they did do it. And, I mean, I've already declared them the winners of the Cold War. What else do they want? More people to know the truth? 
I mean, I think they really just, if we were to fall into ruin, I think, I think if we were to look like Russia in the 80s where we're like, we are waiting in line for blue jeans and borscht. I think that's what they want, you know? You know, well, you, you, don't... you know what's going to happen when all when the dust is settled, right? Their citizens will know the turnip line like no other time in their lives because America is going to be fucking livid whenever we finally remove this tumor from the presidency and put a real president back in charge. Or... Don't you remember that massive sanctions bill that passed like you know 99% of all Congress people? Yeah. Uh, voted yes, and then Trump said no, and he vetoed it and pushed it away. Yeah, wait until a real president sitted, sitted there, and wait until you see how much worse the sanctions get. Well, it is going to destroy uh, them as a nation. The other thing is, though, if you destroy America, the economic fallout will really fuck you up, too. Uh, we're so globally connected that, like, if... if Russia we... already has the second to weakest currency on Earth. Right. So, so if, I mean, so if we go back, if we just if we go into the Great Depression number two tomorrow, uh, we're not going down alone. We're dragging everyone else with us, and the whole world's gonna see ah. a fucking depression. So it's not this whole Cold War nationalistic sort of stupid rhetoric that like uh, Putin's pushing and like Trump is pushing. It's dumb. It's dead. It's over. It's never coming back. It's like coal. It's gone. It's done. Like stop trying You're to live in the eighties. Beautiful, clean coal in your stocking. Okay, sad. We gotta. St- you know what? A, a fun fact about how worthless Russia's economy is. Uh, the one McDonald's that we've opened in Russia, they um they don't send Russian money back to America. What they do is they take that Russian money and buy vodka with it oh, in yeah. Russia, and then they import that or they export told us, that from Russia yeah, back you, to you, um you told back us, to America. Yeah, you told us about that on another podcast, but yeah, um the idea is look globally. If we can bring the global standard up, everybody seeks to profit, right? Yes. Like, and and that's that's the the whole. All oh, these immigrants are. We can't take care of the whole world. No one's saying that we should take care of the whole world, but we should. I am. <laughs> I, yeah, we are us here in this podcast. But even then, if I we, was saying boo earns. If we can stabilize the rest of the world, and we have a bunch of very strong competing economies, that's better for everyone. You know what I mean? Ah uh-huh. ah. Like, poverty sucks all the way around. Um, Last hired, first fired principle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring everyone up, and then that puts a whole lot of people between um, uh, disaster and us. Yeah, I don't like being close to the bottom. I like having several stratified layers of um, class under me. Um, exactly. I don't. I don't like being the very bottom of the middle class slash like the very top of the lower class. It's like if the economy is an elevator, I'd like to be on top of it as it plummets, not on the bottom. I, I, like if I ever find myself in the middle of a uh, Cabin in the Woods horror feature, I gotta make sure that I'm not the, uh, the whore or the, uh, jock, because those always go first. Yeah, but you... You gotta be, you gotta be the comedian or yeah, the, you... uh, the joke, or, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're the, you're kind of, you're the comedic, Smart guy. you're the comedic, you're the comedic nerd, you're gonna die, not first, but you'll die in that whole, uh, thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I won't. But I won't die first. So that gives me time to. Uh, I don't know. Formulate a plan. S- s- scream that I'm John and Jesus loves you. <laughs> I'm John and Jesus loves you. And I, ow! Why are you shooting me? Um, all I could think of when that whole thing happened with that missionary was like the way my cat will let me scratch its belly, and I'll be like, "Oh, I love you," and then he just attacks me. That reminds me of. Um... A quote about cats. Uh, if um, actually, I think it was a Trevor Noah quote that uh, Nazis are like cats. 
um, if they like you, you're probably feeding them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the more Nazis you feed, the more come around. <laughs> Before long, all the fluffy Nazis are rolling over and letting you scratch their bellies. I think what we got to tell you is we got to tell you, you know, do the right thing. Get your Nazi spayed or neutered. Yes, yes, please, God, do it. Yeah, take him to the vet and be like, hey, I just bring a cage in and be like, what's in there? I'm like, I found a skinhead. He's been nosing around the house. I'd like to, I'd like to do a catch and release, like get him fixed and then let him go. And then, um, <laughs> and, and as the doctor looks at his balls, his ball says, I'm John and Jesus loves you. <laughs> and, then the, and then he shoots an arrow through them. This is worse than I thought. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor, those poor people. So uh, our our good friend Wesley got to work on Black Friday, and I, I, I haven't t- checked in with him yet, but... <laughs> I don't think he made it. I also don't understand. So he works at a... I don't, don't want to say where he works. I don't want to out him. But to be fair, it's a small, like, rural mini Walmart. And I'm like, how many people are going to be running into your equivalent of the dollar store being like, I got to get these... Everything's already a dollar. Like, what, are people really <laughs> going to be punching each other over, like, 50-cent plastic pitchers? Well, I mean, if you need to go to the dollar store, then, yeah, that 50 cent probably is tomorrow's mill. Can you imagine, like, the... Do- the f- How come no one puts up, like, the best of the dollar store fights on Black Friday? <laughs> um, oh, my God, Wesley! Opportunity lost. You could have been filming all that and made, like, a killing on YouTube. Yeah. The best of the dollar stores. Ho-ha. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been great. Um, but yeah, man, that's really like, that's pretty much... Remember the... that for next year, Wesley. You, you're going to be an innovator. We just uh, made you a million hit video. That's pretty much, that's weird. That's pretty much the news for this week. I don't really have anything else. I feel like so far, not much has happened. Thank God. It's been the slowest the slowest news that has ever happened to us. Yeah, since we started this podcast. This is like yeah. the week where the least amount of stuff happened. Well, knock, on, crazy. knock on wood, because I'm certain that, uh, you know... There's going to be worse weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a good way, though? I don't know, man. Um, I will say the one thing I want to add before we leave for today is there was that great news story about a Florida man who uh, who was arrested for having sex with a pony. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, it, it was a mini horse. And he told the cops, I'm, I'm a sick man. But you said in the news that they seemed to be only upset that it was gay sex because it was a male horse. Yeah, like they wouldn't have had much of a problem with it if it was a female pony. Now, did they find? Did they catch him in the act, or did they come up on him afterwards? I, I think he turned himself in. Really? Yeah. I don't think if you have sex with a horse, that you should go to the police. I think you should go maybe to church. <laughs> the very You're least, like my, you should my, go. My to name a, is John. I need to know if Jesus <laughs> loves me. You should definitely go to a doctor and get seen about. Also, you should hang out and see if you if if that horse. Well, I guess it was gay sex, so there wouldn't he, be any minty, many centaurs. Well, I don't think any, <laughs> he doesn't need to uh, visit a doctor for diseases because he did wear a condom. He didn't want to catch any diseases. He D- said he told the cops all that. Yeah. Was meth involved? I don't know. Was there That's any Florida? So was there was any proof this was was there any proof this happened? I don't know. Because I do. I. Mean, I d- d- do you want the cops to ask him, you know, we're going to need to see you fuck this horse if uh, we're going to believe this? <laughs> Look, I feel like if I went down to the cops right now and I was like, yeah, man, I did it with a horse, they'd be like, and go away now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they'd be like, leave. Or at the Possibly. very least, have me committed. It's because you got them New York values. 
<laughs> I guess New York, they're like, listen, we gotta go, we gotta go plant some drugs on some some uh, black kids. We don't have time for this. But we don't have time for you, bronies. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. It's fine. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the the news for this week. Um, stay tuned in for uh, next week uh, when we we count down uh, our Christmas wish list about uh, who we hope gets arrested, gets indicted. Yes. Indicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh. That's it, man. Listen, if you do it with a horse, I don't know what to tell you. Just, I don't know. Um, I don't have any advice for that. I really don't. I'm speechless. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you. As a brony myself, I got to tell you, it's really hard to catch them. Well. <laughs> Shit, the cops heard me. Yep. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Now that the cops are at my door, I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And I'm here to tell you, you'll never take me alive. <laughs>